Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Chickens are weird! Alright, it's your boy DJ Arm One. This is the Arms World Podcast. We are coming to you live and direct from Portland, Oregon. And it's your boy Diff Hugh. I think you're watching episode 8 as of now. Yeah, it's the 8th episode. Um, starting to get the swing of things, getting better at, I guess, organizing and figuring out just how to format this podcast moving forward. So. And we at 21 uh, subscribers right now. So, shouts out to all y'all supporting, you know what I'm saying? Showing that true love. Facts. We appreciate it. Nah, for real, for real. And uh, we just added two episodes recently as well. Six and seven. We added those pretty much back to back. So, if y'all haven't caught up on those, go ahead and check those out. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to, like, you know, make these, turn these out as quickly as possible. So, it's like, I mean, we have episodes back to back ready. They'll just go up as we you know get them ready but anyway let's get kind of go ahead and get into the swing of things uh how was uh your week been so actually not really week but how was your day been so far i mean shit it's only wednesday you know ain't much going on other than working on that uh controller learning that uh dj and shit getting acquainted with that so that's cool that's what's up that's what's up um working on a crate for a mix so been getting that right but uh and been working on some beats too so okay yeah, yeah, same old, same old, just getting back into that music vibe, you know, and then uh, also uh, got to start working on some more um, promotion and marketing for my music video, uh, The Cook Up, which is out now, so if y'all want to check that out, awesomenothing.com, um, you can check us, both of us are actually, we got all our shit up on there as well, but yeah, um, I'm trying to get some more content out as far as videos go, so just stay in the loop. I feel it. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like as DJing, I'm supposed to be DJing on New Year's at Jackie's with the homie Swerth. Um, I was just making a little small cameo. I'm not DJing like a full set or anything like that. I'll be out there for like doing like a, like a little small hour out of the entire night. So, do you know what time? Um, no, I need to circle back <laughs> with him to figure out exactly what time. But I mean, it's also only the 28th, so got a couple of days to do that. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that, but also. Working on on that Memphis mix. Yeah, that's another thing. I think uh, last podcast I had mentioned that we were going to get a new mix for y'all. I've been on this dude's ass trying to get some mixes. Believe it or not, this dude's always on the turntables. He be spinning, you know what I'm saying? But as far as just getting some stuff out to the masses, um, we're trying to get more of that for real. Because I I be telling him, me personally at work, I'm always bumping that shit on the go. Like I like I like listening to mixes. You know, um, especially I get tired of like having to go through and shuffle through music sometimes. It's it's nice to just have like a nice mix of some shit that you really fuck with that actually is transitioned really well. Um, I don't know. And then I be sharing shit at work. People be like, yo, who is this? Who's who's doing like what, what mix is this? So, yeah, man, you got to get some more mixes out. A lot of people fucking with it. I do. I sent um, a mix to the homie we met actually. <clears throat> Last night, which kind of who'd you send the mix to? Segue into I sent them. I didn't even send him a mix mix, but I sent them the link to my mix cloud, and he said he was rocking with the mixes. But uh, the homie Benji, we met last night. Oh, bet yeah, that's funny because uh, I actually was gonna holler at him because he mentioned something about DJing. He wants to get into DJing, I think, right? Maybe he he, he was like because he did mention something along those lines of like uh, I I I, I, wish, I wish I could be like a DJ or some shit like that. He, he mentioned the like lanes that. that he felt were like the most lucrative to get into, and he said. I guess kind of what he's doing. Yeah, I don't want to quote him on that. But I don't want to quote him. That's what I'm, I'm not quoting him, but, but yeah, that's what he mentioned. Really, yeah. No, nah, that was interesting, though, because, uh, yeah, like, I, me being in this, in this DJing thing, man, which is, like I said before, I've always kind of been around it, for real, for real, like, but I just never prioritized it and took it seriously. So to actually finally be on board, too, right behind you, right behind your footsteps, it's cool, because it's like, yeah, a lot of doors are about to open up for both of us, so... It's kind of inevitable with this DJ and shit. It's up and it's stuck for real, for real. Yeah, but I mean, speaking of last night, that helps us kind of segue into the next topic. But we went to support, I guess, one of the homies out here, um, McConan, for his uh, latest album. He's had a launch party last night. 
Um, since we mentioned the album, I might as well tell you the name of the album. Which was produced by a uh, few people, actually. Uh, <clears throat> Burn, Burn Money Studios. Shout out to Burn Money Studios. Um, Snugsworth and Yellow Trash Can um, had their hands on the project as far as production goes. I think McCona said he produced a few of the uh, tracks as well. But uh, yeah, shit was cool. Shit was smooth. Um, it was dope to just honestly kind of just meet some other creatives out here in Portland. Um, but the name of the project is called Stay Hydrated. And it dropped, I want to say, on what did this drop? She, she on that Lily. December 25th, 2022. It's a pretty short album. It's like seven tracks, but I mean, all the tracks are pretty much. The album rides through pretty much no skips. She, she on that Lily, man. I, I fuck with that track. That's probably my favorite so far off that, um, that project. And then, like, in addition to him having a launch party last night, he um, also, you know, was selling merch tied to his brand. Martha's World, and he also had one of the homies come up from L.A. to do some tats. I think his name was Enzo Ferrari. Yep. But um, yeah, here's some of the merch. So, like I said, he has some hats. Shit, I'm rocking the socks right now. That's hey, dope. Fucking Martha's World on. tube socks. Well, might, might as well you put the hat on. <laughs> I got the worst hood <clears throat> here right now, but here's the hat. So yeah, man. Um, it was cool because like, I was just uh, I'm always having this conversation with people about um the scene in 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 Portland, and a lot of people, it's like a lot of mixed reviews. And, and really, at the end of the day, it's based off who you know, Socks. and it's based off the people you're around. Cause like the spot that we were at was like pretty much like a little coffee shop kind of sorta. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's kind of like a hole in the wall spot, you know what I mean? And if you know, you know. Like you could literally drive by last night, and you wouldn't really like notice that there was something going on. But it was actually a, a, a pretty little crowd, and it was cool because like there's always something going on in the city. You just literally got to know people, you know what I'm saying? And, and then that's how you can tap into some shit. If pretty you don't much. know nobody, it might seem hella boring depending on where you're coming from. Because I've had people try to talk me into moving out of here and like going somewhere else, and it's like, dude. This place is a good place to be at for creatives. I feel like you just have to have a certain type of mindset. And McConan actually said it best. Like yesterday, I keep bringing this up when he had mentioned, he was like, yo, it's a little dry out here and we just got to bring people together. And um, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that could be in a lot of different places, not just here. But like you got so much talent and so many like beautiful people here that, you know, bring something to the table that can definitely shift the culture but I feel like people are not coming together enough to actually embrace the situation and really just push forward with that. And I feel like that's what he's aiming for and we aiming for. So it's cool because, like, the more the merrier and the more people that come together, the the more vibrant the vibe going to be. So um, I'm really with that, man. It was dope. It was dope. So I had a good time last night. Um, homie Jeff came out, too. So shouts out to him as well. Yeah, it was Pulled awesome. Up it's a good opportunity to network too. Yeah, met some met some, time. some cool people, some, some new cool people. people, people I didn't know. So some people we actually gonna have to get on the pod. That too. Eventually. So uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm actually kind of excited because uh, really we really just getting our feet wet, and y'all are watching us grow as we grow. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, this is this is all an experience, and I'm just excited to be a part of it and see things um, blossom. Facts. Got the Martha's World merch. You feeling shysty today? Got the Martha's World <laughs> shysty. You feeling shysty? And he also had some uh, bandanas out there. He had a hoodie as well, but uh, let me take this down so you guys can hear me. He had a hoodie as well, but um, you know, <clears throat> we walked out with some some items. And he also had a tote bag. Let me show you the tote bag. Might as well show you guys that. Oh yeah, the tote bag is fire. That's the tote bag, and it's quality printed too. Quality printed. Nice little graphic on the other side. Cool little anime inspired graphic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dope event. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. And shouts out to Off the Griddle too. Oh, not Off the Griddle, Little Griddle. Wow. Fucked it up. Little Griddle. <laughs> Yeah, that's a uh, breakfast spot on uh, Hawthorne out here in Portland. But um, like I said, speaking of this album, we had this session, it was this segment at the end of the podcast called The Jam Sesh. 
So we'll be featuring a track off of the album during the jam <laughs> sesh. So looking forward to sharing that with y'all just to give you guys an idea of what the album sounds like. So, I mean, I feel yeah. like I feel like you've uh you I can't say feel like I'm pretty sure I know. You've definitely listened to McConan more than I have. You was on his tapes and shit earlier in the days back when we was in high school and shit. Uh, not high right? school. I say um when did he drop I don't sell Molly no more. When was that? What year was that? Well, that's what I was going to get at. It was like, I felt like you was like on you knew about the tapes a little more than I did. Yeah, yeah, cuz I had um homies that were also like just listening to artists coming out of the underground Atlanta scene like 29 um obviously awful records right um and i remember mcconan came up to greensboro and shout out to the homies my bros john and jeff they uh, gave him one of the t-shirts that they were producing out of their brand called the clean <clears throat> slate back in the day so it was another one of those moments where i don't know things kind of come full circle where it's like dang like my homies were giving you stuff back in the day <laughs> seeing you off and on out here in portland yeah. right nah yeah man that's fucking crazy but um yeah it's, it's dope to see uh people evolve man it's musically as well because like you know i feel like everybody at this point knows who mcconan is you know what i'm saying so it's like to just be here and then you know be around something new, you know what I'm saying? You put out something fresh, and it's like, oh, this is cool. I'm just part of, like, you know, a little wave of something that's going on. You get to just check people out. And then it's, like, a bunch of other artists that you're meeting, too, out here that's, like, doing a bunch of cool shit. It's like, yo, there's people out here really cooking shit up. Like, don't sleep on Portland, man, for real, for real. Because there's a lot of people out here that's, that's got a, uh, a lot of hot shit out here. And shout out to Limbo Lawson, too. He's also another dope artist out here that's um really been killing He's actually not from here too, as well. There's a lot of people that are not from here, but actually just made a, uh, a name for themselves. You know what I'm saying in Portland. So um, that's pretty dope. But yeah, shout out to the invitation to the launch party, and shout out to, to McConan for the merch. Appreciate you. Um, on another note, though, since we still on music, um, kind of had this. Uh, this little thing brewing in my head for a while, and I had a, a brief conversation on it. And who you have the conversation with? Coworker kind of okay. hit me with this random ass question that is simple, but at the same time, I had to really think. And he asked me. He said, "What's quality music to you?" And what would you respond with? Well, I, I I didn't have nothing to say for a minute. I was I at first I was like, at first I said. I'm more. I have more critiques and more things to say on the genre of hip hop more than I do of other other genres. But then I thought about. It, I was like, nah, I can have a lot to say about a lot of other genres. So with that being said, I kind of felt like for me, it's more about what you get out of it emotionally. Um, quality more versus like I'm not even talking about uh, how it was engineered or mixed because you can listen to something gritty. And that doesn't sound fully produced, and it still sounds like a vibe. So that's not what I mean by quality. What I mean by quality is something that's going to stand against the test of time. And I kind of feel like the way I, I made an analogy for it, to me, it's kind of like having a top shelf product or a bottom shelf product. You know what you're getting with a bottom shelf product. I feel like with quality music, even if it's something that I don't like, and this is the reason why I brought up another genre, because there's genres that I don't personally like listen to, but I can respect it and acknowledge and understand like, yo, this is good music simply for what it is. It aged well. It's standing against the test of time. It may not be what I like, but it's here for a reason. That's good music. I don't have to listen to that to understand it. So that's how I define what quality music is. I feel like quality music is something that stands against the test of time. You know what I'm saying? And there's some other things that go along with that, but I feel like that's a really big component. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to be emotionally connected to it to know that it's a classic song. I don't like the Beatles at all, but I respect them. Let's even kind of expand on your point, though, about standing the test of time. Like, not only standing the test of time, but does it kind of have an impact across generations you know that's part of standing against the test of time that's what I'm saying, adding to that yeah yeah so so it's like 
that that was my whole thing and I, so I feel like with me that's how I define quality music you know um now I think that's easier for me to slim down things when I when I go by that route because especially with rap cuz I mean one may say like how can you say you like young nudie and then say you don't like this other rapper or say you like that rapper and it's just like well certain artists give me certain vibes you know what I'm saying no, yeah, I feel like just certain people's ears are tuned to certain things, like certain they I don't know. And if that makes sense, your ears change too. So I mean, it's just like when it comes to rap, it gets a little tricky because I feel like that's the one drama where I'm very like picky, but also very like I know what I want, I know what I like, but then there's times where it's like you know what, I guess I kind of like this shit. It's not normally like that with other genres. Normally, when I hear another uh, something outside of hip hop, you I can play the first few seconds to it and i know like right then and there if i'm gonna like the song or not you know what i'm saying it's like all right cool with rap it'd be different you know what i'm saying depending on what it is now if the rap is terrible i'm not listening to it but if it's like sometimes i gotta do a few playbacks to really know or not or not if i like it you know what i'm saying so that's my take on if i if i feel like you know that's my take on what quality music is to me so what do you what's quality music to you like what, what do you define quality music um, I would say similarly to you. I mean, it's got to stand the test of time. One, I mean, it, that's the first, first and foremost. Um, I feel like it has to, I don't know, it has to make an impact culturally in the moment when it comes out, based on who's kind of listening to it and who's gravitating to it. I don't know. I feel like it also has to be able to kind of control the room at the moment, take over the moon, room and control the mood at the moment it's played. If that makes sense. You say that again. It should be able to like take over and control the mood in a room the moment it's played as well if you're playing it amongst a crowd of people. Yeah. Um trying to think of something. Another another point I would make to like good music that would Well actually What? I guess. That's why I was saying for me, I kept using the stand against the test of time thing because Yeah, I mean, I, cause I also you, like you kinda covered all the main points in terms of like what makes up Good music got to stand test of time. It's got to be because when you remove when you remove when you remove emotion from the things because like yeah a crowd of people may like that song and that bro you know how many we can this songs right now that we know was popping in the club 10, 15 years ago and they did not age well at all so that's why I don't think using emotion is a good way of describing it because when you say I think it's a factor of using and I'm not trying to go against your opinion but I just saying when you're saying like. Like uh, we're using that and saying that I just feel like having all these songs that aged badly proves that like those people was listening to it at that time and those same people probably you know don't like that song as much because like you know what that song didn't age well. So does that mean that the song hold on? Does that mean that the song wasn't quality or was it? No, I mean I would say it was quality for that time, but it wasn't necessarily quality in terms of like it was mid-show i mean yeah basically that's, that's a basic you know what i'm saying but the shit that stands against the test of time is top shelf and that shit you play it in the club now it's still gonna go you know what i'm saying so yeah and it can like literally you could literally like i said go to go from a current track let's say to an old track and it would still i don't know the mood in the room the mood in the room wouldn't be off it wouldn't be like a you know why is this dude playing this or like right 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 yeah so when you get if if you get anything opposite of that then you know automatically that, you know, I don't even want to say that it's not quality because it comes off like it's saying, but there's levels to the shit. Because like you said, at that time, that shit did sound, you know, shit don't age all the time. But and then again, also depending on the type of parties. Like if you're playing, if you're doing like an early 2000s party, it don't matter if the tracks aged well because you're playing up in the early That's different. 2000s. That's a niche thing. That's what I'm saying. That's like, different. I'm just speaking in general though. You know what I'm saying? In general. Because you got some people out here that literally tune out genres for whatever reason it be and they'll have a def- they'll define what quality is and it and it don't normally come from like a logical standpoint it's usually just a biased opinion such as like oh I don't like cuz you know how I was just I was able to tell you like I can acknowledge that I don't like listening to the Beatles I genuinely don't but I respect what the Beatles done I know what the Beatles has done I know what you know like we like you said standing against the time and then also uh going through generations to generation like, yeah, I mean, shit, it don't matter if I don't like the Beatles, because guess what? Somebody else does. Exactly. So, at the end of the day, like, 
I can understand that, but you got a lot of people that are not like that. They just, you know, they don't even want to listen to another genre, you know, because it's like they, they're they not open-minded, you know what I'm saying? So they're not even giving it a chance. And then they'll sit there and be like, you know, that's not quality music, that's trash. Well, you're just going off of like emotional opinion. You're not going off logical. You're going off a feeling. Not you're bad. going off, exactly, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's what most people do. Most people, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but most people though, the way they judge shit is normally based off, yo, I don't like this. And I was once like that. When it came to country music, bro, I fucking do not like country music. But I honestly have learned to really realize that, like, for real, for real, country music is not bad. It's the older country that's actually good country. And, like, I've heard it on my own to, like, to know that. To me, the reason why I don't really rock with country is just because, like, I don't know. I feel like, I'm, sonically, I like might like the song, the way the song sounds. But, like, I mean, I just... Sometimes I feel like the way the vocals sound on the tracks, it sounds like they're whining and crying the whole time. And like yeah, a, but that's a, this new accent. shit. If you listen to old country, it sounds nothing like this shit, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. You, you, you get you, you, you know, we we get like a perception of something. It's like, man, fuck that shit, because like I ain't listening to country, and I only know that because of one artist that really, really like put that in perspective, Carly Simon. Shouts out to Carly Simon. If you know, you know. Uh, well-known country artist um, was big in like 70s you know what I'm saying in the 70s or whatever but if you listen to to listen to the sound bro it's like it, it, it sounds different it doesn't it's like you you can you can you would you could vibe bro you could fucking vibe you know what I'm saying like for real for real you could vibe in fact there's a track that I got that I sampled from and yeah so it's like and you like that track mm. Which track is this? He likes to run. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, that's fair. So. That's a woman? Yeah. Okay. You said Carly or Carl? Carly. Oh. But I'm just saying that to say that, like, you, when you think of country in the grand scheme of things, would you have said that was a country song? You Your vibe don't. That's, I mean, but you sampled it and put a beat on it. That's so not the point. If you listen to the original, bro, it, it, I it's. I haven't heard not, the original. It's, but it's, it's, it's quality music, is what I'm really trying to say. Okay. You you hear it and it's like, all right, I see what you're saying. This ain't like the bullshit we hear. I see why you say this. And it's just certain artists that, like, okay, it makes you respect it. It's like, all right, this is this country music out here that's actually good country I mean, music. There's even, there's even songs from like. Johnny kind of, Cash? Yeah, there's songs from like certain artists that I've heard recent that I'm like, I'm like, recently, but I'm like, when I say recent, I mean like, from like the late 90s to current where i'm like i mean all right, it's not terrible johnny cash bro actually like i don't even listen to johnny cash but i've listened to uh, enough to know that like again that shit is quality music it don't sound like that bullshit you be hearing motherfucker talking about going fishing and getting drunk on the porch nobody want to hear that bullshit you want to hear about real pain and pain ain't about you losing your girl so you about to go drink some fucking beers and shit like, fuck that shit. Or you going mud and mud on my boots. I don't give a damn about no mud on your boots, bro. For real. So, that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? But when you hear Johnny Cash, he ain't talking about none of that shit. He talking some real shit. And you can hear the tone and delivery. It's like, oh, shit. This motherfucker got something to say. So, and I could be going off biasness, too. But that's how I feel. I mean, I don't listen to country, so... And, I mean, I'm down to listen to it, but, I mean, I'm not about to go out of my way to listen to it. I'm going to say that. But coming from where we would just had this conversation, could you define that as quality music? Yeah, certain country songs, I would say, you could define as quality music. Certain rock songs, you could say, I, would, I could say you could define as quality music. I don't listen to rock like that, but there's some stuff that I've heard in passing, and I'm like, oh, this is a dope track. Who was this by? Now, I ain't going to cap on you. What's up? There is one genre, and I think I'm starting to, I think this is the first time I ever, like, kind of admitted this because i say i used to say i don't like country but there's a new genre i think i don't like what is it edm i mean but you know why why because that shit is watered down poppy commercial and it gets forced everything they try to make everything an edm track leave that shit alone man leave edm where it's at it's cool to have a few little renditions of something edm but they try to make everything in an EDM track, yeah, right. and that shit is corny, bruh. 
And that's what ruins a lot of this shit. And there's a is a real stigma behind it. Trust me, I know because I have, I have friends that produce in a lot of different genres outside of hip hop, and pretty much everybody hates it. It's like, bro, like nobody wants to hear this poppy ass bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And it kind of ruins it. I'm not a fan of it. <clears throat> I don't even want to go on a tangent with this shit. But I think what I was really trying to say is, well, actually, I'm not here to shit on genres, man, because that's not my place, dude. People like EDM for real, for real, and I, mean, I just some like, EDM stuff that's dope. But I mean, I honestly don't really. I I ain't really heard anything that really. I, I don't. I don't. It's not really my vibe. You know what I'm saying? I got down with Skrillex a little bit. I did fuck with Skrillex, but that's only because I knew who Skrillex was as an artist before like he before was Skrillex. He was well, yeah, because Skrillex has always been a musician. So it's like... Because he was in a band back in the day, wasn't he? Yeah. Was he, he was a yeah. drummer? A drummer? No, he, what? no, he wasn't a drummer. But... Um, Guitarist. Damn, what was he? He wasn't a drummer. I know drummer. he was in a band. Yeah, he was. That was so long ago. But uh, yeah, no, he wasn't a drummer. I don't know why I don't remember that. But um, I, mean, we I don't. Quick. Yeah, I, I don't remember, dude. Cause that was like middle school for real, for real. So. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But the point is, um, I knew who he was, and him getting into the whole production thing and that shit. Like I, I was kind of like following him on that shit. So I fucked with him, and I fuck, And he also did some cool shit like outside of uh, his genre with some hip hop artists. There's maybe a few other artists that did it. I also I liked Flume for a while, but even his shit kind of got a little corny to me. So it's like there was a few artists that kind of did it. Yeah, what does it say? Okay, he played guitar. Yeah, that's what yeah, I figured. It was drums, but um, yeah, man, EDM. Shouts out to EDM too, bro. Yeah, Fuck it, really... I'm gonna give y'all. I don't, you know, I, I'm not trying to hate. I'll keep it away. I don't really rock with EDM. I don't really rock country like that. I don't really rock with rock like that. But I'm open to Now, you wildin' with just saying you don't rock with rock. I'm open to listening to it. Like, that's I'm not going out of my so way. I'm not going out of my way fucking... to listen to it. But if I hear some dope stuff in passing, I'll check it out. That's all another conversation. But yeah, man. I, so I'm open to it. We're gonna actually, going, I'm open to it, but I'm not going out of my way to go get it. I actually got to start switching it up on y'all. We're going to start playing more alternative shit man for real for real it's hard because there's so much music that i like like to turn up to but for real for real there's a lot of good rock songs that i would love to play on the jam session so i mean if you want to throw them in there you throw them in there. i know i know i just it's like yo i kind of want people to hear this and it's like uh but you know i guess we'll slide over to the next topic on the list i think some sad news ain't it yeah Especially for anybody that just grew up in like the nineties, early two thousands, buying shoes and stuff like that. So, actually, you might uh, matter of fact, uh, you want to show the post? Yeah, um, yeah. I guess you can show the post since we're talking about it. But um, yeah, we got some sad news in the footwear industry. Who but remembers anyway, that motherfucking East Bay magazine, man? Like I said, sad um, update in the footwear industry. East Bay and Foot Action are no longer around. They're gone. So if you used to cop kicks from the mall and you wanted like any type of retro footwear that was like dope and you knew you probably weren't going to see a bunch of kids at school with, go to Foot Action, grab it from there. Um, but just in general, from like a footwear standpoint, like if you needed any type of footwear, like skating, bas- so, basketball shoes, baseball cleats, soccer cleats, for football those. cleats, you could get all that from East Bay. And they had every brand and all of their current stuff. For those that are not familiar... East Bay was like a, a catalog magazine type situation where basically you could order sports gear, and it was mostly like sportswear. Um, it was all sportswear. I mean, you could get like yeah. um, they had. Uh, I remember it even had sections at the, at the at the back of the magazine with like the apparel and stuff where they had like jerseys and stuff from the different sports leagues. Mm-hmm. So like, if you wanted a basketball jersey during like the champion basketball era, you could get all that stuff from East Bay. If you wanted um, any type of like authentic or like replica game shorts that like the college schools wore get all that from east bay like it was lit yeah man um this is one of those sad moments you know i guess making you realize not only are you getting older but that things are advancing um because at the end of the day uh this was just a product of the times you know what i'm saying we got internet now. So it makes sense as to why it, it, it it's not relevant anymore. But it's just like, damn, 
it's really phasing out. And it's not really surprising. I mean, it's just like, fuck, though. We kind of, I kind of forgot about it because, you know, we stopped using it. And I was like, damn, like. I mean, it phased out, though, because, like, um, if you think about it, they had, um, they didn't really do a lot of marketing. They didn't need to. That was the thing. Nah, but once things started going digital, they kind of needed to. They still had the website, but most people knew them as a catalog. So it was like, if you're not telling people you still have a website available on a regular basis, like, you're not running ads and stuff like that. Nobody's going to your site. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't try to like develop an app, app to where something. it was like, you know, integrate the people who already have subscriptions to the app to where you don't have to have a subscription for the magazine anymore. You just have the the app and I don't know, but you know, it is what it is, man. We saw uh Toys R Us go out and they didn't come back, did they or did they? No, that was a I sad thought day. I heard them say they was gonna come back. I don't know if I heard that anywhere, but I mean, that was a sad day though for all the nineties kids. Nineties and like eighties kids. <sighs> Dude, toy, man, I would never forget when they built that Toys R Us across the street from Concord Mills. That Ooh, was so was, fucking was lit. lit. <laughs> Bro, Christmas was dope because that was at a time where my parents just stopped buying me Christmas uh gifts and just gave me money. So I just fucking go there with money and buy what the fuck I wanted, and that shit was just yeah. Because like the closest Toys R Us, I feel like, and used to, to never be near us. Was in maybe off of if it wasn't in the university area, it was like off Independence. It wasn't in the university. I don't ever remember. So I'm saying if it wasn't if it wasn't in the university, it was like somewhere off Independence. You had to go out there. Yeah, it was. And that and it was the big Toys R Us too. It, was, it wasn't a small one. It was it was a good size one. Yeah. And then they had a, a small. Then they built another one, like a Baby's R. They had like another one. Yeah, there's a Baby's R. Us right next to it. Yeah, it was so. Toys R. Us, Baby's R. Us combined, something like that. Yes. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Foot foot action. Foot lock. This is kind and of foot, a memory foot, I mean, lane episode, bro. For real, for real. Foot action and East Bay. I know more. So don't expect Rest to get any those, don't expect to get any old magazines, catalogs in the mail anymore. It's funny. I used to tell. I was telling him before we started this episode. I, was, I used to keep. I used to collect them. Like just kind of like keep them throughout the years and I would just kind of like scan through them and just kind of I don't know keep track of what it came out stuff that I liked I'm like oh this I didn't see this initially when I was out but I like them so if they ever come back out try and get them I got a uh, funny story related to East Bay before we uh, move on um, a few years ago actually before I came out here uh, I had lost my debit card at a grocery store and literally, it was the same night. Like, I lost my my debit card or whatever. Um, it, I can't remember if it was debit card or credit card. It was one of those. But I lost the card. And I knew that I lost it at the grocery store because it was the last time I used it. And when I looked up the history, somebody had bought some shoes off eBay. And I just thought that was really funny because I'll never forget that moment of me tracking it, trying to figure out what was going on. And somebody had bought some shoes. And I was like, damn, like, off eBay. <laughs> of all places right and that wasn't too long ago so that was kind of funny mm. yeah so R.I.P. East Bay and um, Foot Action dang I used to have homies that worked at Foot Action back in the day that would like just let me use their discount bro I used to bring I used to take the East Bay magazine to school with me in the mornings at middle school and used to go through it on the bus and stuff yeah just yeah. like I don't even you know what I'm saying regular shit yeah, man. We used to just keep them out the like I said, keep them out the years and just flip through them. Like, yo, yeah, it was just cool, cool to have, cool to see, cool to experience. No, yeah, man, really was though. But yeah, um, I guess we'll move on to the next topic. It kind of um, stems from a conversation we were having the other day, actually. Um, so we were talking about just the whole like, I don't know how we got on the topic of Soldier Boy. I think you might have been. Playing some Soldier Boy stuff in the back uh, in the background, we was having this conversation. But I mentioned the whole like Soldier Boy Juice era and him having like the Bishop cut, and then it's funny. A post came out on social today talking about. Um, actually, let me look at the post real quick. Let me just give you the actual the full context of it. I sent it to you earlier today, but it says, "Oh yeah, Pac was tripping in the movie Juice," <laughs> and it was just like all the scenes where his character Bishop was just like wilding out. And it's really, really crazy just to kind of see it. But I don't know. If you if you grew up with the movie, watching and stuff, some of the scenes are definitely kind of comedic just in terms of, like, how it comes across. So um, I guess we'll show that to, show show some clips from the movie just to give you guys a little bit of context to what we're talking about. Man, I, I hope for the viewers that's watching this, I hope y'all seen it. And if you uh, have it, please if, go watch it. If, yeah, because if not, it came out in 1992 initially. 
Um, it's starring Tupac. Man, what are the other names of these? Omar Epps. Omar Epps. What's the what's the light skinned guy's name? Oh, I, them the major too. I ain't gonna lie. No disrespect. Yeah. So, no Tupac, disrespect. Omar Epps and the, and the light skinned guy are the main three characters that I feel like you would recognize if you watched movies throughout the nineties and early two thousands. Hey, ain't Samuel Jackson in there? Or am I tripping? He was the clerk. I think he was he the, might have been. Wasn't he like he was a, a cameo t- in the in the little corner store? Wasn't he? Or am I tripping? Didn't he play a motherfucker that was working in the convenience store or something? Or am I tripping? I could be tripping. It's been a minute. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. But anyway, oh, shit. Let me unplug this shit. Here's the um, here's the clip. Turn the volume up. Start the shit back. Start this back. Start the shit back. That look was, on his face, bro. Wait. I was dying when I saw this in the social Yo, post. I this think scene. Plan this another time. This nigga scared. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Yo, they didn't. They didn't show them the main scene though when he was in the hallway. And get this goddamn game started. Ain't nobody scared, man. I just told you I had a DJ Saturday night. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. shit. I ain't trying to tell you shit. Bro, I was always ready to snap, bro. He said, I tell your mama you ain't shit. Oh my god. Ready got it, motherfucker. What the fuck are you looking at? You going crazy, B? You ever fucking call me crazy again? I'll blow your fucking brains out. You understand? Shit, if I didn't mean it. Fuck that little Puerto Rican maricon. Maricon. This dude is wild, man. He was always getting his friends into some stuff. Right. Wild. Who is that? Who the fuck is this? But it was pain, man. I don't give a fuck who it was. Nobody's supposed to do that shit. Fuck you, you beans and rice. Oh, Samuel Jackson was in there for a hot minute. Who the fuck? Huh? Who the fuck? The dude at the first store? Yeah. I don't give a fuck Trip. about steel, and I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. Man, what's your problem? You my fucking problem. People sweat us in the street, you don't even give a fuck. <laughs> you my fucking you know, problem. Popped up in the right. stairwell. Sorry, man, I was busy, man. I had a hard time getting away, man. Those chubby palms around so you can get here with the rest of us, buddy. I'll never forget finding out about this movie. I don't even know how I found out about it. Like, well, that's kind of, I kind of don't, but at the same time, I kind of do. It was like, yo, it kind of just fell in my lap type situation. I think, I want to say my mom put me onto this shit because it came on TV. This part. Oh, shit, shot his mom's in the back. Come on, man, don't go fucking cracking up on me now, nigga. Man, you better stop I feel like it was like on TV and my mom was like around and I didn't know what it was and she was like, this is juice. But not only the characters in this movie were wild, but I mean like, I mean, the fact, oh shit, I forgot about that scene. Um, the fashion Riverside, was, motherfucker. The fashion, the fashion was dope in this, um, in this movie too. I mean, it's hip hop. I know, but I'm just saying, I was like, you got Tupac wearing the 40 Belows, you got a uh, Q. Doing the whole scene with like his little brother being everywhere, like putting on the Reebok pumps and stuff like that. And obviously the haircuts. I ain't disappointing right. shit. What are we fighting for? <laughs> no, nigga, you ready to die? Yeah, and it was also just dope seeing like the juice phase. This Loki, he was never nobody's friend. Who? Oh, Bishop. Bishop. But yeah, I mean, like, nah, it was also just dope seeing. Um, you the past, bro. I don't know. I guess you this kind of this, this movie kind of sort of resurfaced a little bit and remanifest. For our generation, just in form of the haircut, resurfacing on kids because they were rocking with Soldier Boy, rocking the haircut, right? And probably not even knowing the reference. That's actually what I wanted to get into. It's like we know because that's Soldier Boy's is our. It's that's the, you know, what I'm saying around our time. Even though technically it's not, cause we were kids when this came out. We were babies, but we still know about it. But I feel like some of the people that got put on from that Soldier Boy situation is like. That cover was iconic, so if you knew, you knew. But it's like, damn. I wonder if how many kids got onto that haircut and didn't know that that movie existed. Probably a lot. I would say a decent amount. Because, I mean, I don't know. I just think of the kids that were rocking at the time. We were in, like, middle school. They were in middle school at the time. That I'm like, yeah, I were nowhere close to even. Like, unless somebody older in your family was watching this around you, I feel like the only reason you'll be rocking that cut would be because you like Soulja Boy. Or, yeah, or unless you just so happen to be one of the ones that know. And I ain't acting like that ain't the possible thing. Yeah, because I mean, we, 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 we one of the ones, and we, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, you know what I'm saying? Definitely exists. But, yeah, I just wanted to kind of, I don't know, show you guys that. Just because I thought it was hilarious when it resurfaced on social. I was like, yeah, this dude was kind of just straight up wild throughout the entire movie. 
and nobody checked him at all. It's, at the same time, they couldn't because I mean, what you gonna tell what him? You gonna tell what him? you gonna, gonna tell him? He's gonna shoot you. Yeah, what you gonna tell him, motherfucker? That's really crazy. Then, yo, he he, you gonna shoot me in the elevator? <laughs> that's why people need big homies. Anyway, though, um, yeah, aside from Juice, um, there is some old stuff that we used to watch as kids that we kind of wanted to resurface for you guys. Like I said, I feel like this whole episode so far, other than the music, has kind of been like memory lane. Yeah, basically. Um, But yeah, like, no, I had recently brought up another flash from the past, uh, Cedar's World, man. Yeah, because he mentioned it, and he was, I, I was like super hazy, and I was like, I feel like I remember it, but... We and kind of we just want to make sure you guys are aware that it existed. It was like a pretty dope piece of content. Before you even get into it, that was out back in the early two thousands. Hold on, yeah. Before you even get into it, um, let me pull this information up real quick. I wanted to um, share it with the people because I feel like there's people that definitely don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, so well, basically, put your phone up. I'm just like, I mean, I can, I can, I don't, I can just talk about it. I don't have to. Fine. It's cool. So basically. Um, Cedar's World uh, it started actually in 1999 and I, I don't really know how to explain it other than it was literally a video show with a computer animated host this black chick and most of the times the videos was like catered towards the R&B like she mostly like would show R&B songs and she would like have topics and converse on uh stuff related to the song you know what i'm saying and it's weird because i know i don't know this came out 99 i don't I'm not about to do the math of how old i was but i was clearly a little kid and like first grade for us? just looking at this shit and not really knowing what the fuck i was looking at but i'm watching it because it's bet and we grew up on bet it's just funny fast forward 20 something years later this is really considered a gem to me because it's like I feel like I love going back and watching things or experiencing things that I know a lot of people forgot about. And I know a lot of y'all forgot about Cedar's World. So let's just, you know, give a warm welcome to Cedar's World. <laughs> we wanted to show you all and share you all some of these nostalgic clips from this really odd show. Yeah, 99 would have been first grade or second grade for us. Depending on where in the year, you know, you happen to. You got the volume up? Yeah. Damn. Don't be mad. See this world. Yo, could you see this ha here again? Could you see something like this again? I feel like this could. You I could see somebody trying to resurface or rekindle this, but I don't know how well it would do. What's weird is we still watch music videos. It's just not in the format of this anymore. Like, there's no shows that host videos. Yo, what we should have a conversation on is the top five best BET shows of our of our generation. And I feel like that's pretty easy. Yeah, you obviously got to put 106 in the there. Um, College Hill might be number five. Because <laughs> College Hill was funny as hell. I'll never forget the episode about somebody tripping about somebody eating their food or some shit. What episode was that? I know you remember, what I remember that. College Hill. Um, top 25 countdown, Rap City. That's it. Yeah. I'm at the ass see this world. You can just say the whole BET Uncut program. You know, throw that in there. I'm trying to think of what else you could throw in there. So she basically just rambles for like five to six minutes until a song comes on. Then she'll let the video ride, come back in, chime in. Basically, she ain't already talking about nothing. It's just funny. But then here's another um, piece of uh, content we wanted to show y'all from, from BET back in the day. Y'all probably remember. Um, top 25 countdown. Yeah, top 25. When they would basically get like P 
people in the industry to share their favorite music videos from their favorite artists, starting at number 25, going all the way down to number one. And this is Nas sharing his. Yeah, I was talking to him earlier about this, but it took me out watching this man with this mesh do-rag under the fitted. And he got the blunt in his hand casually on TV, like, this I'm Such really a trying to figure out where you get a mesh do rag like that, though. I've seen them before, but so not like that. It's a beautiful Saturday right here. Welcome back to the top 25, man. Top 25, we man. Pangea is a beautiful restaurant, Lafayette Street, downtown Manhattan. Oh, he's in um, cool. Lower Manhattan. Mellow. You come here and chill out. Like Soho, basically. Your girls or, or whatever you like, you feel me? It's really mellow spot, you know what I mean? But we're going to get it to the number 16 video from a very special, beautiful woman who I've been in love with since <clears throat> I can't remember. Sade, y'all. We're going to go into a, a video of her last, her newest album. This one is King of Sorrows. Check it out. What's up, y'all? Yeah, man. Uh, I was going to share Rap City with y'all. And the only reason why I kind of did it is because I feel like we kind of all know Rap City. You know what I'm saying? But again, this to me is one of those ones that we kind of forgot. And I really appreciated this when it was out. This is all stuff that would be on in the background when my babysitter Taisa would be watching us at the school. See... This wasn't a background thing for me. I was invested. I, I really was a hip hop kid, man. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying though, like she would be. This would just, would just be on in the background. It's like I'm doing homework and stuff. I'm saying I'm, all these BET You weren't standing there. You weren't sitting in front of the TV like this. Bro, I'd be doing my homework. If I wasn't doing my homework, I'd watch with it. But I mean, like I'd also just call her over and be like, "Yo, give me with this." I'm trying to figure out why you had homework and I didn't. What school was you in? So my, I'm just being funny, but at the same time, I'm not. Because it's like, you talking about homework, bro. I didn't have homework like that when I was in school. In elementary, bro, we didn't have homework. We didn't go home homework. Y'all had homework when y'all went home? Yeah, they give us these little, like, small, like, worksheets and stuff to work on when we go home. We just, like, turn it in. Like, if we had, like, a math workbook or something like that, I'd do the homework out of the math workbook. Do, like, page nine. Yeah, like, or we might have a... Some type of work where you gotta like, I don't know, do some type of vocabulary stuff. I would be doing that and this would be on in the background. I would just be casually like, you know, lifting my head up to see what video was on and stuff like that. get back with some more classics and incredible vintage and classic videos. Yeah, not only did she put us on like um all the rap TV shows and stuff like that. But like oh, I, also said, I thought that was a blunt. It's not a blunt. What is it? It's not a toothpick. I thought it was. But what he had didn't. That looked small, skinnier than what he had before. But I don't think that was a blunt. It looks like a straw now. Right, but that shit didn't look like that in the beginning. I could be tripping now. But yeah, like we weren't watching stuff like this. She would be upstairs playing video games with us. And playing PlayStation and Sega. However it was, I think it was a really dope idea and something that I never saw before. So big up to EPMD and LLQJ. When we come back, y'all... They're not showing the video, obviously. We just wanted to show y'all, man, get you, give y'all an idea of what it was like to uh, experience that Top 25 countdown, man. Fucking dope. Yeah, man. It was a fun era. I feel bad, Loki, for some of these kids nowadays just not having, like... Nah, I really do. It's it's kind of... It, it content really, to engage with. It really is sad, bro. They really don't have... TV is not good these days. We re, we really did have good TV. And it's kind of weird, because, I, I, again, I know I sound like I'm being kind of biased. But, bro, it's... You a hater. Some of this shit is kind of easy to force. Bro, it's easy to see. Some of these shows were just authentic. Like, see this world, bro, regardless of if you like it or not, that was that was a different, that was a creative. It was different. Let's get a computer animated character to commentate and show videos. No one was doing that at the time. You got to give respect where it's due. Even with TRL and 106 and Park, bro, like. TRL was dope. My older brother used to watch that all the time, Carson Daly. Bro, waking up in the morning, bro, that literally in high school, even middle school, Waking up in the morning, my mom say, get up, turn the TV on, MTV, yep, in the morning yeah. while I'm getting dressed. That was a thing for me, watching music videos while I'm getting dressed. I used to do that in middle school for sure. Or if I couldn't sleep, I wake up at 4 or 5 in the morning, what's on MTV? Music videos. Yeah, that's how I found, that's how I used to find out about a lot of songs that weren't rapped that I used to, used to like. And bro, MTV actually has some of the best TV shows. That's another thing, we conversation we can get into in the next pod. Yeah, but I mean, they transitioned away from their core competency, which was music. 
And it was like, yo, like. No, but, bro, even then, the shows that they did, they that had. That was turned into Team Mom, bro, by the time we got through a high school. No, bro, there was a lot of shows that was not related to music, dog, that was good. That's why it's like, why is it on, why are y'all calling yourselves MTV stuff? None, none of your programming is tied to music anymore. I mean, I, that makes sense. I get you on that. But the shows that were on, though, even I when they watch Team Mom, this shit shouldn't be on music. But you watched Punk. Yeah, because you watched your mama. Punk had a bunch of pop culture icons throughout the TV. Your mama show. did it. Silent Library did it. Those, those were good shows. shows. I'm talking about Punk specifically, though. That one was still relevant to music. I feel you. It's still relevant to the culture. But I'm just making a point. almost damn near at least episode, at least one, at least once an episode, they would have somebody that was a musician getting punked. I mean, yeah, you're right. But it's still a TV. It's still like they had good TV though. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they the had last good TV time shows. MTV was good up until like maybe like '09. Yeah, that Team Mom shit was. And then it went downhill. Terrible. The Real World was good too forever. I grew up on the real world because my aunt, that. my aunt was older, obviously, than me, and she grew up. I was a kid when she was watching me. She's watching the real world, and I just grew up watching the real world because she watching it. And like the last real world season, I think I watched was the one where they that was were Louisiana. In, yeah, New Orleans. That was the, that was the last one I watched. Yeah, I watched all of them up until then. Yeah. I never watched the real world's challenge and shit. I went into those. I just watched regular, the real world. But yeah, um, I guess we're going. Hop into the jam sesh for you guys. Got some music we want to play for you guys. Um, the oh, before we get started, be up? sure to check out the playlist too, y'all. We got a playlist we built for everybody. Um, the Earns World podcast playlist, and yeah, so everything that we share, even some things that are not even on here actually, so, will be on the playlist. Some things we can't actually share on the pod. So yeah, check that, a check prime it example out. of that would be last episode we mentioned some ASAP Ferg tracks from back in the day that we thought were pretty. Dope, still, you know, aged pretty, aged actually, actually aged pretty well. Um, so we threw those in there because we mentioned them. But typically, any type of music that we actually feature within the podcast will be in the playlist. Um, now, I said initially that we were going to go track for track for track for track for track for track up until like three tracks each. But honestly, the way this is working, I'm honestly just gonna curate the playlist to kind of go based on. On how the energy presents itself within the song. Alright, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the jam session is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Iron One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back.